The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands. WTJX FM 93.1 on your radio dial and your cell phones and all that stuff and your devices. My name is Neville James. Got a great show lined up today. Had a great show. Had great shows throughout the week. So it's only right that we uh, close out the week on a high. And we're going to be talking some composting and Food security in our number one with Mr. Harith Warikma, President of Island Green Living, and Ms. Diana Collingwood, Assistant Commissioner of the Department of Agriculture. And then our number two, the Baha'i Faith, um, going to be joining us for our World Religion Day, which is Sunday the 15th. Of course, you know, if, if Sunday's the 15th, that means today's Friday the 13th. You know what that means, right? No, nah, I'm just kidding. And um, uh, Dr. Rodney Clarkin, George Cannon, Judge. George Cannon and Jerry Weninger are going to be joining us uh, in our number two. So let's get right to it. I believe we have um, Mr. Warikma uh, and or Ms. Collingwood on the line. Good morning. How are you? We're not hearing them. I'm not hearing them um, right now. Um, I will hear them before in the background. Uh, good morning, Mr. Warwickman or Ms. Co- Assistant Commissioner. Maybe you need to unmute um, your computer or something because we can see you here on our end, but we're not hearing you. Okay, let's see if we could work out that uh, technical bug. On Saturday, January uh, 14, which is tomorrow, Island Green living. Over there, St. John will be partnering with the Department of Agriculture and the Virgin Islands Conservation District, VICD, to provide a free composting and food security presentation and workshop event for the community at the Gift Hill School on St. John. With the start of the new year, Harith Warikma, who is the president of Island Green Living, would like to discuss the importance of food security and how people can easily start their own container gardens even if they don't have much room, as well as other sustainability measures, one of the most important aspects that Harith sees is to educate the youth to create a generation of green ambassadors. And he has some innovative ideas about how to make that a reality. Let me see if um, we've got them. Can you see them, uh, Mr. DJ? Yes, up here, yeah. Okay. Um hopefully we can get them back on um as soon as uh possible because we've had conversations with Mr. Warikma uh over the years and of course uh with Island Green. Yeah and uh Gift Hill School. By the way I need to 
I reached out to the principal. I haven't had a conversation with the principal that took over uh, for Ken Mills, who was the previous, not commissioner, principal, or head of school. Giffle, give school. Giffle has a head of school. Uh, I haven't uh, spoken with her yet, so I got to establish that linkage. Eddie Bruce, if you can make that happen for me, uh, let him know. I think we got him uh, online now. Good morning, Mr. Warwickman. How are you? Hello. How are you? I'm good. Happy New Year to you. Happy sir. New Year. How's everything? Uh, I guess they're looking forward to a bright 23 and uh, many changes and uh, results we can do for the, the island. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So, how's St. John? Uh, St. John is, uh, I guess, always can be improving. It's uh, so far. I guess uh, we at Island Green Living has, has been capturing the ocean-bound plastic and uh, our resource depot is uh, offering items uh, that could go to the landfill. Instead, we are repurposing them at a fraction of the cost. Uh, a lot of people are coming for their clothes. We sometimes sell for like a dollar a piece. Um, so we're doing fairly good. We have so far saved about... 850,000 pounds since we started the program. And how long has that been? Uh, about four years, I think. Okay. Okay, so on average, um, 200,000 pounds a year? Well, it, this is after the uh, hurricane mm -hmm. uh, that we started keeping track of things. Um, yep. Um, it depends. Sometimes we get heavy items. Sometimes we get uh, clothes, uh, uh, mattresses or beds, you know, furniture, uh, roofing tiles, uh, windows, glass, all kinds of building material. So. And you have a you have a you have a safe set up over there for the repurposing of um, this waste. I. Yeah, we accept them. Sometimes we even sell them before we get it, if we are by publishing pictures, and then they go to the person willing to donate. Like, uh, I think after the hurricane, uh, the Westin ordered uh, uh, windows or some glass. It's the wrong size. So we were able to sell it even uh, sight unseen, basically. It, they didn't know what to do, either throw it away or... Uh, so we decided to make it available. There's a company bought the wrong roofing but shipped here. Rather than throwing it away, we uh, sold it again. That's good. By the way, I forgot to ask, how's the weather on St. John this morning? It's beautiful over here on St. Croix. How's it on St. John? Uh, it is. It uh, rained a lot last night, so it's nice and cool. And uh, I just moved here because it's pretty sunny where I'm supposed to be. But it's nice. Yeah, St. John is just like St. Croix. St. Thomas, we are in paradise. That's right. We got to do everything to protect it. And, um, we are blessed. And, and our uh, our environment must always be um, looked out for and never compromised. Amen. And there we go. Shall we bring, uh, we ha I've invited the... Uh, Assistant Commissioner Collingwood. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Is she, is she on the line yet? Yes. Good morning, uh, everyone. Yeah. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Assistant Commissioner. How are you? Happy New Year. Thank you, same to you. It's a pleasure to be on your show. I always enjoy listening to analyze this. Thank you very much. Before you 
before we get into to today's topic, I, I told the audience I'd be asking you, um, we're, we're about five weeks away from the fear, so how are we looking? We're looking good, you know, we've been meeting, um, I think we never stopped meeting since last year, we had a short pause, but no, we meet up every Wednesday, and the plans are going, um, a lot of interest, of course, a lot of vendors needing space, just working through all the logistics. Yes, we have our script and we're actively pursuing it. That's good. That's the AgriFest 2023. How did the um, food fair go? Because it was um, relocated to your stomping grounds because uh, Fredericksted um, was kind of cramped this year with the inaugural events and the festival. Well, it was well attended. Um, all engaged. It was a successful event for the vendors and the participants alike. Um, just the nature of the facility here at the complex um, we have the space required, and I think the space we have is well suited for those type of activities. And more and more, we have increasing engagements on the campus, especially too because of the central location. Did the attendees um, comport to uh, making sure that the receptacle, uh, everything that they used, they were throwing it into the receptacles and all that stuff? That went well. Yeah, that went well. We have the placement of trash cans um, all over. And of course, our staff came in and we had a crew to come in and clean up after the fact. But we had no major complaints. Usually when um, we have guests on the grounds, they are very respectful of the space and we have adequate trash and areas for sanitizing as well. Mm. And seats and those those things. Okay, good. That's good to hear. So I'm glad to hear. Thanks mm -hmm. for that for that update. Um, Mr. Uh, Warwickma, you have a relationship with the Waste Management Authority? <clears throat> Well, the uh, Commissioner Collingswood uh, is a board member of Waste Management. Uh, my uh, relationship with is as a regular um, uh, citizen who cares, and you know, as a former chairman of Waste Management, I'm always um, wishing them well. And um, uh, we at Island Green Living have uh, cooperated with them. We've done uh, our chipping program to uh, different uh, projects we have uh, worked closely together much as uh, and they've also had given us space at the bin site for us to put our uh, new bins where people are now putting their recyclables so in St. John uh, aluminium and plastic is recycled for the first time beginning last year uh, so uh, no, that's, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, waste management uh, really uh, helped us and uh, worked together. So the, it's, the whole idea is collaboration. One organization cannot do it alone. We as individuals and uh, different government entities, we should all work together. Without a doubt, definitely in support uh, of that. So tomorrow we got a big day tomorrow. We got a, a, a joint uh, initiative with Island Green and the Department of Agriculture. So let me just um, yield to you and uh, Assistant Commissioner Collingwood and have you inform the public as to what tomorrow's uh, <coughs> event is all about. Okay, so uh, before we get started on the Assistant Commissioner, uh, I got to know her and she's an inspiration with her in-depth knowledge. She and I both served on the Agriculture Task Force um, and uh, with is a comprehensive document, about 240-some page. Looks like, uh, you still there? So, so I think we lost him for a minute. Yeah, we lost him for a minute. Yeah, if you want to pick up on the 
the, yes. the, the task force. I think um, Commissioner Nelson and UVI President uh, David Howe were the co-chairs of the task force. Yes, and we had quite a few. There's so much funding Harriet, fund available. You, you, we lost you for a while, so can you pick up from the 248-page document? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, um, the, it's about 240-some-page document called the Agriculture Plan is uh, was prepared and it's very comprehensive. And the Senate just approved a month ago funding for a portion of it to get started. But there's a lot more uh, funding needed, and that's available through grants if you apply for it and go work with our Congresswoman Stacey Plaskett, she's been a champion in finding money for us. And I think we, all three sectors, her and the government and the private sector, we should all collaborate and work together. Communication is a very important too. And so, to add the legislature, um, Mr. Rick Rimmer, they have been very efficient in identifying needs and allocating funds and, and you know, putting forward bills to really support. I'm really excited and encouraged by their, you know, their engagement in the whole process. So yes, yes. Uh, former President Donna Fritz Gregory led the, she championed it. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, the other senators have co-sponsored it. So we have a unanimous support of the senators. So we thank them for that. Uh, going back to this Saturday, January 14th, at 11 o'clock in the morning uh, to 1 o'clock at the Gift Hill School, uh, Upper Campus, we'll be hosting a composting and food security um, seminar uh, with a collaboration with the uh, Virgin Island Department of Agriculture. Uh, and the uh, commissioner has been uh, really directing and helping us quite a lot and uh, along with the uh, National Association of Conservation Districts and with the support of the Gift Hill School. So basically, we'll be talking about food security in your own home and also the basic of composting, uh, Johnson Sioux uh, bioreactor composter. Those are, and we'll also give away some um, uh, the uh, grow bags that people can take home along with some seedlings or plants uh, that uh, they can start growing at home. And, and Harry, there'll also be a kid conservation bingo gardening type game activity for kids to engage. And we really always encourage the youth engagement. Um, these type of community education initiatives are important. You know, every aspect, not just for agriculture, but even to mitigate climate change. Um, so we have to help all landowners, farmers, and general owners alike to understand and address natural resource concerns. We have those concerns. And through these voluntary-led trainings and seminars and workshops, we can address soil health, water quality, water quantity, and wildlife-type issues. So this is a series of workshops. We had one in St. Thomas back in November, November 12th, in Tutu Park. And there's one scheduled for for February 4th here at the Rudolph Shelterbrand Agricultural Grounds, the Department of Agriculture offices. So um, we want the community to just engage in just looking in your environment and seeing what you can implement because it starts on the grassroots level, um, not just environmental 
um, education and development, but the agricultural as well, is each one of us have to engage. And we just have to engage in more training and educational activities. <coughs> so well, if I may pick up on that, Senator uh, James, that um, uh, the key to achieving food security and all the other elements that uh, Diana just mentioned is getting our uh, youth, children, to get engaged in growing food and being uh, resilient and practicing green activities. So that's one of the main reasons we believe every uh, school ch uh, child every school should have their own garden and they should have one teacher or more uh, authorized or empowered to teach uh, the green activities from uh, school gardening home gardening the the benefit is far more than just getting food on the table uh, more nutritious food helping reduce the climate uh, less being imported into the territory territory, reducing the carbon footprint. So the ideas are because 97% of food is imported uh, during the pandemic, uh, we saw some of our grocery store shelves empty. We're going to uh, eliminate those if we can start growing our own food, which we can. We have a fantastic climate for all this. So that is one of the reasons we are hoping that uh, our agriculture a plan calls for teaching the schools and department uh, department of education and the private schools to start implementing uh, ag in school program and uh, gardens and so our workshop will talk about that every home whether it's a large piece of land or a small piece of land they can grow in container grow bags which is not going to take that much in fact, we will share some resources where you don't, you can grow even in your own kitchen, in your own, inside the house with not much sun. Hydroponics, you know, certain things can be grown in water. And it is not, uh, I've said somewhere, it's not rocket science. It can be done easy. We're going to uh, take a break now. Uh, we've got uh, Harith Wickrama from Island Green Living, Governor St. John, and um, Assistant Commissioner Diana. Collingwood from the Department of Agriculture joining us. They got an event tomorrow at the Gifield School, uh, Upper Campus. We'll be back right after this. Banking for your business. Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go, and our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com. I'm Scott Tong from Public Radio's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. We bring you all the news that happens between the morning headlines and the afternoon wrap-up. Plus, conversations with authors and artists, stories that affect you, maybe a story about you. 
So join us for NPR's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 p.m. Right here on WTJX FM 93.1. You know exactly how you take your morning coffee. Knowing where to get news you can rely on is just as simple. Listen to Morning Edition from NPR News every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. Here on WTJX FM 93.1. Your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. You can also listen on demand via the WTJX app. Available for download from the App Store in Google Play. So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news design for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we are back here to analyze this, and we're talking with Harithwick Rema, um, president of Island Green Living, and seeing John, and of course, Assistant Commissioner Diana Collingwood from the Department of Agriculture, Initiative Tomorrow, um, composting. By the way, um, a good morning to both of you. Um, if you will, uh, Mr. Wickrema, uh, for those who are listening for the first time and have no idea what composting is, can, can, we, can you explain the process and the benefits uh, of uh, composting? I, I can do that really quickly. Um, we think about composting. We are talking about using organic waste, um, waste that we, things that we ordinarily throw away, things that are a result of utilizing natural products in our environment. We would take those and place them together in a way and turn them over. And what you end up is having a type of high quality soil, a soil amendment that can be used to increase the qualities of soil and the, even the value um, and it's almost like soil regeneration. So if you have soil that's devoid of nutrition and it's, you know, kind of pale looking, this is like soft, rich, they call it the gold, you know, when you come to soil amendments and you use that to incorporate into the soil. And because every member of society uses agricultural products, your food scraps from the garden, um, things like chicken manure, even charcoal, ashes, things like that, all that can be worked together. I mean, there's a formula you use, maybe with dry leaves, um, soil, a little bit of soil, your kitchen waste and scraps, and then your green green um, manure, green waste, and you can add chicken manure. You put that together, you mix it, you let it sit, you mix it, and after a while it decomposes totally, and you have that nice, soft, rich, spongy, nutritious soil. Okay, okay. so this is, this is repurposing uh, waste is what we're talking about. Correct, yes. So we um, uh, like to use the word, it's not waste, it's a uh, resource. resource. Uh, and 60% uh, of the resource or waste that we generate in the Virgin Island that goes to the landfill is compostable. Mm -hmm. And about 19% uh, is recyclable. If we do uh, municipal level composting, 
which we ran a pilot program, uh, again, support with the waste management and other entities. We got a grant uh, from the uh, Community Foundation of Virgin Island. We bought a large chipper and we use a system called Go Technology. It is similar to the jackets we wear, the Gore-Tex, and uh, that system can turn uh, composting in 60 days. So that accelerates the process. And so we ran this for two years ago, and we just finished the program. It was a pilot project. We have the equipment available. We have the machinery. And uh, now any other government or nonprofit can procure that from us, and we'll give them to run it in a commercial manner. We did it as a pilot project, and composting is a solution to a landfill issue for healthier soil amendment, like our uh, commissioner just mentioned. And uh, what we're going to show this Saturday, Jason going to talk about how we can even do it in our own homes. It's not, it's fairly easy. Uh, I do it at my home. Uh, you can put a lot of the kitchen uh, scraps and you get really nourishing, rich soil. And that means we'll be purchasing less uh, fertilizer as well. Mm -hmm. um, Harriet, you mentioned Jason Budson, who is a business owner. He owns Caribbean Herbals on St. John, I believe. And he is presenting the basics of composting and demonstrating how to utilize and develop a Johnson Sioux bioreactor composter. And that should be interesting. One thing we didn't mention earlier, Harriet mentioned that this was in collaboration with the National Association of Conservation Districts. But we do have the, the reestablishment of the Virgin Islands Conservation District, which was initially established in 1946. It has been dormant for several decades decades, but it plays a critical role. The reformation of the Virgin Islands Conservation District really plays a critical role in accessing resources and funding and even having a think tank to look for avenues to address climate change issues. You know, we're talking about water, drought, and all the issues related to our coastal areas, our trees, the education, um, creating new future or the next generation of conservationists, things like that. So this is in collaboration with the Virgin Islands Conservation District. Jason Butson joining us on the, on the line today? No, I do not believe so. Not today. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, because Jason has always been um, an advocate for a better Virgin Island. So I'm glad to hear that um, yes. he is a part of, yes. of this uh, initiative. Um, so this is this is in uh, in conjunction with a national um, day uh, of this nature is what you're saying? Yes, it's the, well, you know, the USDA has the National Resource Conservation Service, which is the NRCS, and a sublet of that is the National Association of Conservation Districts. And each state has a district that's formed and created with a board of directors. And their mission essentially is to provide technical and educational and financial resources to promote conservation and the development of soil, water, and other natural, nat natural resources for the Virgin Islands. And as you know, those things are vitally needed, things such as storm water management, recycling activities, carbon sequestration, and encouraging, it says, no-till farming. But we as a territory, we can't, even, we can't get there as yet until we address our need for technical expertise. We have to encourage our local 
our local population to engage in agriculture from a technical perspective so we could do everything we need. What does it look like 50 years from now? You know, we need to establish a strong infrastructure and that's a lot of what we're doing now at the Department of Agriculture. How can um, those who are listening find out more about the Virgin Islands Conservation District? Well, at our, um, our Department of Agriculture website, DOA, gov and um, we have a link there and you could also go to the nacd or just reach out to one of our and um, we have our nacd our vicd coordinators on st thomas we have miss let's miss garcia let's you can reach her at the vida office and on st Croix for now you can reach out to me diana collingwood um i mostly lead those efforts and our of course our deputy commissioner in st thomas miss Reese richard she can be of assistance as well Okay. And in St. John, uh, we will be the uh, we can be the source, and we'll give more information uh, Saturday at eleven o'clock at Gift Hill School. Um, so, in addition to the USDA and Department of Agriculture, even the EPA uh, has programs that support this. Uh, mm -hmm. The farm, ranch, and rural communities advisory uh, committee is taking place next week in Washington D.C. And uh, I'm, uh, I'll be one of uh, participating in that. And they talk about advancing climate mitigation and adaptation strategy. And one of them is alternative manure management systems and other methane reduction practices. Uh, anaerobic digestion composting is one way to reduce the methane reduction practice. So there are uh, so composting is a vital part, and the uh, our uh, the agriculture plan talked about uh, irrigation, how much the island needs it. So water management and reuse strategies to address water security is another charge by this uh, um, the committee uh, that EPA has put together. So, so these are things that we, there's funding out there, there are resources, there are knowledge, expertise. We need to reach out to Washington and try to uh, bring them to the island. And I'm, uh, I hope my visit will help to gather more knowledge and see what we can learn and uh, what other support we can uh, get from uh, these programs. Now, we um, typically, our dry season, um, starts like towards the end of this month, sometime in February, historically. And um, is there anything that, that we could do to um, prevent the, the, the worst-case scenarios where uh, potential drought is concerned as it relates to water? Because that's a big need. That's something we've been talking about for a number of years from when I was back in the legislature. Right. Um, is there anything that we could do? We could... Um, uh, put infrastructure in place so that we could store water and things of that nature to provide that support for our agricultural community? I think on a local level, an individual level, you know, having structures in place to store the water that do we do get. And you know something we should practice when it does rain, just standing on your property and looking at the pattern of the flow of water. What you want to do is provide avenues to keep as much water on your property so it soaks in, you know, and you could have your a wetter soil as opposed to having it all run off. So things like making little drains, but first you have to observe the pattern of water flow. Mm -hmm. And of course it changes. Making little um, 
canal, not canal, but little indentations, little ponds or most small areas, not big areas necessarily, just so the water can pool in certain areas on your property. And those simple strategies help. But on a overall basis, we as a department work closely with the NRCS, the USA and USDA NRCS, and we have identified um, funding and their initiatives in place. And you know, it's a collective approach. You know, a lot that was done by UVI um, Green Technology Center, a lot of research that was previously previously done by the university. Um, research or data we have from farmers, and it's a it's a joint effort. But I want to say that. Um, the initiative is ongoing and we have funding and the process is ongoing and we are actually doing things to assist in that regard. Shouldn't um, the Department of Planning and Natural Resources be involved in this as well? They, they have they've been dealing with some watershed initiatives um, throughout the territory, right? And they are and they they are. I would always say, you know, and we say so, but then even I am a victim of that. You know, we tend to work in silos a lot, you know. Um, we make efforts to meet and we get together and we don't always continue those collaborations, but we see everyone, we have the same vision and we are working on them, but it always helps to have like a joint task force. And the, the, the governor's office made diligent efforts to do that. And as again, I, you know, we always all have to take the blame because we get so busy in our desire to move forward our individual divisions. There's just so much to do. Senator, it, um, in fairness to the governor, Diana, uh, this governor, yes. uh, this governor has um, helped to get different agencies together when we had issues with the sunscreen issue uh, to work together, Port Authority to the uh, tourism. Uh, licensing. So, same thing with agriculture. Uh, when Senator Donald Gregory took the lead on it too, and the governor himself, uh, putting teams together to uh, is collaboration is the key. Just like the commissioner mentioned, working silos is okay, but it's not going to get the results we can do together. We do need the private sector. We cannot just expect government alone to do it. Yes. We need volunteers, and uh, we need the federal and local government working to get the collaboration. Well, and, and, and Harriet, I think more importantly too, we need each individual citizen to embrace and see what you can do. Because I know we could always look at what's not being done or what we do not have available. But sometimes we need to take a hard look at the resources we have available and utilize those resources more efficiently to, to make that change. And, and some of those resources, importantly, is human capital. You know, sometimes we lay, waste a lot of, you know, um, opportunities to make progress because of our lack of investment in human capital or individuals thinking the government is not them. The government is all of us, every one of us. Well, th there is one thing that I want to talk about, which is uh, something that we experience here uh, every election cycle, where we we uh, host the candidates, speak, we try to get as many candidates who are seeking public office uh, on the program so that they could um, lay out their agenda and what they hope to bring to the table to make for a better quality of life here in the Virgin Islands. And across the board, um, the majority of the candidates, in particular a significant number of those uh, who were successful, embrace a comprehensive land and water use plan. What's your take on and, and us um, putting in place a comprehensive land and water use plan, Mr. Wickrema, and then Ms. Collingwood, Assistant Commissioner Collingwood. The, uh, 
the irrigation is one of the biggest items um, we uh, address in the plant and the Caribbean Green Technology Center have done research and we included their program that was led by Dr. Greg Ganell. Uh, I think we are asking for close to about $40 million to be allocated to uh, you know, some of the uh, systems are aging and Assistant Commissioner can address this, the irrigation system. From an individual point of view, no, but, I, I, but are you are you in support of the territory um, putting in place a comprehensive land and water use plan, which um, in theory um, will provide a template for how we could better use um, our, our natural resources? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I want to add that you know I know that's necessary. That's like definitely the next step. I think initiatives like that takes like consistent efforts over time. Sometimes it takes years, you know, mm -hmm. when you're doing these things, it takes timelines and you have to set short-term and long-term objectives. But knowing that you're on your way, I think, you know, and it's been done. It's not as if we are doing something new that we have to start over. You know, we can just research and see what works in an area similar to ours. Look at that plan as it is working now and tweak it to meet our needs. But it takes... um commitment from a dedicated staff to a project like that. And the truth is that at our department, we don't have the workforce to commit any group of individuals with the level of expertise required to do that. And well, 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 I think it's important that we, we educate yeah. the public, educate the public as to which agency is primarily responsible for make for, for uh, a a move in that direction, and that's the Department of Planning and Natural Resources, not the Department of not Agriculture. Agriculture, no, agriculture not, will be folded into into, into, in, the, in, into the, uh, the ultimate document, but um, that's the DPNR responsibility. But Neville, I want to say, right, it's not, but even within departments of agriculture, you require a certain level of technical expertise. Yes, 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 yes. yes. No, I, no, I just don't want the public to think that we're blaming the Department of Agriculture because uh, it is not your primary responsibility. You would have a secondary and tertiary role in, yes. in, in the actual uh, final document. And then, of course, you know, the, there's the economics involved and there are folks who, you know, who like to like the territory as it is. So, yes. you know, we have to be um, you know realistic uh, in that regard. But I'm glad that both of you uh, are uh, receptive um, to the benefits of uh, a comprehensive land and water use plan uh, being uh, put in place here in the Virgin Islands. We'll take a break and we'll come back. We'll wrap up this conversation with Mr. Harith Wickramer, get some more details about what to expect tomorrow, along with Assistant Commissioner Dan Collinwood from the Department of Agriculture. Uh, it's the end of the week edition here on Analyze This. We'll be back right after this. Dan, are you doing great? If you graduated from high school in the U.S. Virgin Islands, don't be stuck with college debt. Create your future for free with Free Tuition Plus at UVI. With Free Tuition Plus, your tuition is covered. Plus, you can use additional financial aid to pay for room and board and other expenses. At the University of the Virgin Islands, you'll receive a world-class education with opportunities to study abroad and gain hands-on experience. Choose from 99 majors, minors, and certificates on campus and online. Visit www.uvi.edu and apply today. 
What is the secret to happiness? That's a really good question. And how can we live a more meaningful existence? Here's the secret, I think, of life. I'm Anoush Zamarodi. Each week on NPR's TED Radio Hour, we go on a journey with TED speakers who help us answer some of life's biggest questions. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's get right to it. Join us. Saturdays at 4 p.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hola, soy Isabela Gómez ayudando a Smokey Bear porque él tiene mucho más que decir que solo Solo tú puedes prevenir incendios forestales Si estás afuera disfrutando de una barbacoa después de una larga caminata asegúrate de no tirar tus brasas o cenizas calientes al suelo porque podría provocar un incendio forestal Toma en serio la prevención de incendios forestales y salvemos el mundo un día a la vez Juntos con Smokey Bear podemos hacerlo Ve a SmokeyBear.com para obtener más información Presentado por el Servicio Forestal de los Estados Unidos Su ingeniero forestal, estatal y el Ad Council We're back here. I analyze this. It's a beautiful Friday in paradise. So we've got some beautiful folks here joining us this morning. Uh, ladies first, um, Assistant Commissioner Diana. Diana or Dan? Diana. Diana Collingwood. Diana Collingwood <laughs> from the Department of Agriculture. And um, the one and only Harriet Wickrema. Make sure I pronounce that name correctly. Uh, yes, joining, sir. Joining us from um, St. John uh, Island Green Living. President got initiative tomorrow um, at the Gift Hill School. Um, so let's get the details again for those who are going to be over there. Um, Mr. Wickrema? Uh, yes, at 11 o'clock, upper campus. And uh, it's, children are welcome. Are we welcome. have some um, wonderful activities uh, that are planned for children as well. And uh, our See if you could turn on the volume while you listen to because we're getting an echo. Okay, how about now? Better? Oh, it's somebody else. Okay, okay, it's not you. It's not you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, Jason Budson will be speaking of uh, the uh, composting, and certainly uh, my presentation should be basically saying you can all grow and we could give you grow bags, right in your backyard, front yard, in the kitchen. And by doing that, healthy food and reducing your expensing your And from eleven to one at the Gibson's campus in St. John. Okay, good. Now, there's a third person that has joined us. Who is that person? Because we're we're getting the echo with them being on. Are they a part of the conversation? Because we like to incorporate them if they are. No. Because we could, we could hear the echo. Now, um, um, Assistant Commissioner, good morning once again. Um, you you're excited about tomorrow? Oh, yes, I'm excited. You know, it's um, another opportunity for us to engage with the community, 
again, is a, a initiative led by the VI Department of Agriculture, the VI Conservation District, and Island Green Living Association, titled Composting and Food Security, presentation and hands-on workshop. Again, is going to be held at Gift Hill School Upper Campus. Um, and it's going to, we also have like Mr. Rick Mara, Rick Rama mentioned, Jason Budson, who is going to present on the basics of composting and demonstrate the demonstrate the building of a Johnson Sioux bioreactor composter and food security in your home. Um, so we're excited. You will learn how to treat your food waste, um, home composting made simple and easy, and how to make an easy to use compost bin. And all those are things that our community can benefit from. And Harriet also mentioned the fact that there will be some giveaways, um, grow bags to participants uh, with plants, um, some free seed packets, um, and bingo and youth activities relative to gardening for the young, the young, the young people, young children. No, I, I, I'm very much in support of uh, initiative of this nature for obvious reasons. Clearly, we want the public to be more knowledgeable. Uh -huh. um, about you know food security and things of that nature, and of course one of the mantras for this show is uh, we want to be more learned at 10 a.m. than we were when the show starts at eight. Yes. However, I want to touch on a, one topic before I excuse both of you because you mentioned food security, and uh -huh. the reality is we're still importing way too much of a percentage of what we consume. Yes. So, Mr. Wickrema first, and then Assistant Commissioner Collingwood, because I know. The Department of Agriculture is a repository for a lot of the, the data, which which mm -hmm. is critical. Um, how much longer are we going to talk about this 97, 98% um, uh, of what we consume being imported and actually um, working towards reducing that number significantly going forward? If you um, read the agriculture plan at um, the, the senators led by Don Alfred Gregory, uh, Presented here. Senator Donna Fred Gregory. Yes, yeah, Senator Donna. And uh, we can um, and get funding. Uh, well, that's, well, that, funding. well that's, that's, that's the magic word. That, that's what I want to talk about. Okay? Um, well, we, 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 could, we could talk about a document. We, we could read a document, but there has to be a financial commitment to that end. Well, in addition to funding, the will of the people, the passion, the the schools embracing it. Uh, personally, I'm sure the commissioner will agree with me too, if we can implement this as a mandatory, the Department of Education, we got a new commissioner there, and uh, she is very much into these uh, green efforts. Uh, we can, uh, they can take the lead and set an example to the rest of the territory that every school child is learning how to grow something. and. Uh, we got, uh, I believe, between public and private sector, close to about 17,000 uh, pre-K to grade 12 students. But Mr. Wick, Mr. Mr. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not blaming you. I don't, I don't want to sound like no, I'm, no. I'm taking a shot at you. But we, we have long been aware of our food consumption realities here in the Virgin Islands. Now, you touched on what the real issue is, which is the will. Um, mm -hmm. Everybody, every, every aspect, every age group, uh, every demographic that lives here in the Virgin Islands is aware of the fact that we are importing 
way too much of what we consume, number one. Number two, we have the natural resources. If we were to truly commit to that end, to address that, because here on St. Croix, I mean, you know, we were we were labeled as the breadbasket of the Caribbean, not just the Virgin Islands. So, and everyone knows that soil here on St. Croix is a special type of soil. Any little rain and all of a sudden what was brown is green overnight. The the farmers in in, uh, in St. Thomas with the organic farming that they embrace, I would say a good 20 years ago uh, over in the border area, it has worked. <coughs> Um, we need to stop talking and we need to start doing uh, because, because, because we, we got to address this reality because we're living in a world where turmoil impacts everybody globally. The, the invasion uh, of the Ukraine set us back. And you spoke about it, Mr. Wickrema. For years, we never walked into our supermarkets and saw our shelves barren like, like, like we saw them in uh, because of the... Uh, supply chain issues we're dealing with over the last two to three years to include the pandemic impacting things. So we need real underground movement and not just documents of a, of a voluminous nature, 250, almost 250 pages. We, we know about this or not. We just yeah. need to, so let, we let need a collective will. Yeah. May I pose a question to both of you? Uh, what better way to do this than to ingrain the, a little child from pre-K to grade 12, them to develop an interest, a passion, knowledge, engagement. And when you get these 14,000, 15,000 kids involved, at least as one parent, right? So that's 30,000 now. If you get two, 45,000, that's half our population. Mm -hmm. So that's the key to it. It's the educationing, getting these young uh, children and every year in school, make that part of it the, um, and make it mandatory. Uh, we have a school of agriculture. Uh, Dr. Usman is running that and with, uh, the University of the Virgin Island. So we got, and it, education free. If you get the kids involved in this younger age, they can graduate from even the university with a degree in agriculture. That means not just growing, it could be uh, pest uh, management, it could be increasing yield, harvesting. There's so many different parts of the science, science of soil, the nutrition, and we may even reduce the our uh, illnesses because now we are eating locally grown, healthier fruits and vegetables. Uh, Assistant Commissioner Collingwood, um, your boss, your, your, your boss set and the I. No, you set the platform. No, no hold on, hold on. <laughs> your, your boss and I, along with Senator Ronnie Russell, <clears throat> and the entire membership of the 26th legislature, we we co-sponsored Act 6836, which is the Sustainable Agriculture Industry Act of 2006. That's 17 years ago. This coming April, May. Somewhere around there, right? So it's not that we don't have the template in place. We just need will we, 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 and, and, and uh, consistent financial support, Assistant Commissioner. Yes, I know you. Ag I agree. And again, I said the platform has been set. You talked about the dire need. We cannot deny that. You know, we talked about the fact that we, we have different plans in place. We discuss it. 
What it really requires is consistent commitment over time. What Harriet mentioned about the education, when you don't start ag education and interest at an early age, you don't have the commitment you need from society at the level necessary to impact food security in a positive way. Mm -hmm. The model that's used in other communities is to start that pipeline from early. And when you engage that child from young, they can see the academic, the economic, the social, the environmental impact of agriculture. And even if they don't go into a career in agriculture, they are there to support agriculture on every level. And I'm guarantee that their children will engage in agriculture on some level, even from an educational perspective. We need that strong expertise, that, that base within a community for agriculture to work. We can't keep reaching outside of our shores and we need a soil scientist or some type of specialist. And yes, we have specialists at the university, but they have their own mandate and, and they are to help us, but we have to do it ourselves. We need specialists walking on the streets, you know, and the farmers we do have now, in order to access the resources available, they have to legitimize their farming, you know, they have to complete the necessary paperwork and become, have their, their farmer license up to date. You know, they have to keep the data. Apparently every, every crop you grow, you should have a, a data on what the yield was, you know, how do you know how to change or improve practices? You know, we have a lot of work to do and we have started the work, the efforts, but it's, it's consistent efforts over time, never stopping and getting it done by any means necessary. Agriculture is a revolutionary thing. It takes that hands-on commitment. It's not something you talk about. They say, talk, don't cook rice. Talk, don't grow food either, you know? And although we are growing food, we also have to grow people because we need the people to grow the food and we need expertise. So that's where we are. And that's all it takes um, is that commitment over time, over like a decade, a hard push for 10 years. That's what I believe it will take. But it's, and and, and you know, to take it a step further, it's, it's not just a, a time thing. It's, it's a comprehensive thing. You have to have all the players involved as well yes. to make this happen. I want to thank both of you. Uh, wish you well tomorrow. Um, 11 a.m., Giff Hill yes. School, the Upper Campus, um, composting, um, and the Virgin Islands uh, Conservation uh, District. Um, there's an initiative over there on St. John, um, Assistant Commissioner Diana Collingwood, Diana Collingwood and um, President of Island, uh, Island Green Living, uh, Harry Tukumar. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Without a doubt, and keep, and keep up the good work. Okay, keep up the good work. You're you're appreciated. Thank you, sir. You got it. That's um, Harith Grandma, person of Island Green Living, and um, Assistant Commissioner Diana Collin with Environmental Agriculture. They got a joint initiative tomorrow over there on Love City at uh, the Gift Hill School, and we uh, we definitely want to wish them well and hope that that initiative. Uh, works out um, well. Okay, it's a free composting and food security presentation at the upper campus there uh, at the uh, Gayfield School. Saint John, you know, I got, I got a soft spot for you. So anything over there, we could promote for over there. I definitely are in uh, support uh, from that. And yes, the commitment must come from the top policymakers. And I believe, uh, you know. Um, you know, we, we, the 31st legislature, you know, um, you know, Marvin, uh, Bladen and, uh, Myron Jackson, Novel Francis, um, 
Court VLA. Um, you know, we all work together with myself and um, uh, Senator Nelson uh, at the time. Uh, now he's a commissioner. Uh, Senator O'Reilly. You know, we 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 got by him. You know that. You know that that commitment was was real, and uh, we think I think we did okay. You know, and um, uh, some of this, the 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 smaller scale uh, legislation um, where we could uh, develop um, fruits and things of that nature, um, just the little things, but the the notion that uh, or the data telling us that we're importing such a high percentage of what we consume, you know, it has to be frightening. You know? Just think about it. You know, things happen. Bad things happen sometimes. And, you know, things get shut down. And if, you know, we're in the business of, of, of needing barges and cruise ships and all that stuff to be provisioning and, you know, providing... For us, you know, what we consume, then there's something fundamentally wrong with that. And that's just my point. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying that we've gotten too comfortable. And in doing that, we're dependent on people telling us, you know, providing for us. And then, you know, they take advantage of us. You know, the, the cost of what we're purchasing um, for what we eat, can everybody go eat? It's ridiculous. And, and we actually got to get upset about it and, and, and fix it and say, no, we're not going to have it like that anymore. And that's, that's, to me, that's the mentality and the collective will that we need to uh, be focusing on. So, let me get my soul back today. We respect to that. We got the Baha'i religion coming in now. Our World Religion Day on Sunday. And we're going to talk about you know, how we could use faith um, whatever faith it may be um, to allow for us to be better spiritually uh, with each other. We'll be back right after this. Don't tell me we are not afraid to stand up to the high and mighty like Jeff Bezos. He had that big cowboy hat on. <laughs> he looked like like a shrink ray had hit Garth Brooks. <laughs> I'm Peter Sagel. Join me as we speak truth to power, at least until power agrees to buy us out on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. All of us want to know what's going on, but only some of us want to know the why. That's where we come in. 1A is a place for the curious, daily conversations for those looking to make sense of our world. I'm Jen White. I hope you'll join me next time for 1A. Catch 1A at its new time, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1.